0: This is Real Estate Rookie, episode 125. We just uh, got some numbers for
1: like fixing up the siding, gutters, downspout. I have to build a garage out back. All of that is already like 30,000. I was like, uh, so maybe it is going to be more. But honestly, even if I only refinance out half of my money, like I'm just excited to have my first deal done.
0: My name is Ashley Kerr, and I'm here with my co-host, Tony Robinson, and we are live in Las Vegas.
2: So this is Ashley's first time, like, uh, partying at the pool parties in Vegas, so me and uh, my wife, Sarah, came out earlier to show a good time before we recorded today, so this is Ashley and I, not hungover, but... Uh... <laughs> Recovering a little bit from yesterday is fine.
0: The best part was that it was day drinking, so we had our 14 hours of sleep (laughs) to recover. But I've been to Vegas, I don't know, maybe eight times, and I've never gone to a pool party. So Tony uh, gave me that experience yesterday. And she was
2: very thankful for it.
0: Yes, yeah, Yeah, so it was a great time. So today we have Bryn on, and we are going to do a live podcast recording for you guys.
2: Yeah, and it's fun because we, we don't do this often. We did it once before with my wife, Sarah, and now she's partner, Joe. But the first time that we've had like an actual guest, you know, and on-site, on-location somewhere. So, yeah, excited to dive in.
3: Remember when you had to pay to get a Leeds phone number? It was like the dark ages. Until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal do not call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation and a ton more. Trust me. This is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com BP. Transform your lead generation and deal making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com/bp.
2: We know and you all know why it's super important that good tenant screening is absolutely critical to your management process. Luckily, RentReady, the comprehensive property management software, has a new feature that makes tenant screening a complete breeze. In addition to transunion certified tenant screening, RentReady now offers. Visit rentready.com, that's R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com and use the code BPINVESTOR. That's BP, like bigger Pockets investor for six months of RentReady for only
4: $1. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you wanna try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: Okay, so Bryn, welcome to the show and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys. I'm so excited. Yeah, well, why don't you start a little bit with your backstory and how you got started in real estate? Okay,
1: so um, I just got started very recently. I'm probably like the most rookie of all rookies on your podcast, I just got my first property, just closed last month. I haven't even seen it yet, but this Friday, I'm heading back to Ohio where I purchased the property, and I'll start renovating it myself with my dad. So I live in Las Vegas, so I'm basically traveling
0: all the way back to Ohio to do the renovation hands-on with my dad. There's so many things we have to break down with that. First of all, why did you decide you wanted to buy a property? Uh, Why did you pick that market? Why did you pick that house? So let's start with first, why did you decide to invest in real estate?
1: So we bought our first house here in Vegas, I think about three years ago. And not because I wanted to invest in real estate or anything. I just wanted to buy my own house. So After we bought it, my boyfriend was looking into Grant Cardone. And he always talks about how if it has one door, you shouldn't buy it or something like that. Basically, like if it doesn't have multiple doors, you shouldn't buy it. So my boyfriend's like, I just listened to this guy. And he said, like we shouldn't have bought this house because it only has one door. So I was like, what? (laughs) So I just started kind of looking into real estate from there on. I didn't know anything about it. But a lot of people suggested that I should listen to Bigger Pockets, So I was like, okay. So I just started listening to Bigger Pockets, And then I learned about the birth strategy, which I was like, holy crap. I didn't even know that was possible. So that's basically where I started becoming interested when I learned like, it's not like a guessing game. You can actually work the numbers and you know what I mean? Like build wealth that way. So I was like, that's,
0: I need to do that. That's such a great point is work the numbers and you can see if it's going to be a good deal or a bad Mm. deal. Can you explain what a burst strategy is, what that is for anyone that doesn't know?
1: So basically you buy the property, you renovate the property, then you rent it, you refinance your money back out, and then you just basically use the same money to go buy more and more deals. So to me, I was like that means I only have to come up with money one time. And then from there on, I can just keep snowballing into more properties.
2: Right. So Brent, I I want to take it back a little bit, right? Because I think what also makes me love real estate investing is that it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what your background is. If you apply the strategies, you can find success in doing it right. Like I share my story on the show a lot, right? I'm a young black guy. I became a dad when I was 16. Like, if you look at the statistics, I'm not supposed to be sitting here in the seat being like a real estate investor, right? We had someone on the podcast the other day that spent eight years in prison, yeah. right? And he bought his first investment property Yay. less than two no. years yeah. after he after he was released from prison. Awesome. So I, I just wanna I wanna get into your backstory a little bit because I know it's unique and I wanna share that with people to show that it doesn't matter what you're doing before, but real estate can be a path for anybody.
1: Yes. Okay. So basically I do OnlyFans. <laughs> And it's known to be like a pretty risque site and stuff. I don't I'm not going to go into what I do on there, but I don't do anything crazy. But yeah, a lot of people just assume that we're all stupid and we just like spend our money on like lingerie and (laughs) vacations, which is fine if you want to do that. But I've been like hoarding my money in my bank account for the past year and a half. And I'm just like, now's the time I'm using all of this money that I've saved up and I'm going to use it for something that's going to benefit me in the future. Like, obviously I'm really tempted to always just go on vacations and do things like that. But I've tried to have some self-control and like save up so I can build for my future. So in 10 years, I don't have to worry about anything.
2: (laughs) I love that you touched on like the stigma, right? Because it doesn't matter what your background is. Like someone's always going to place like a stereotype on you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like I said, as, as a young black guy growing up, I got that a lot myself too. But I guess, what was the trigger for you that said, okay, I'm making all this money. I want to make sure that I'm not blowing it on. Like, was it the conversation with your boyfriend? Was it something else? Did you always have that inside of you just to kind of be a little bit more frugal? Like what was the trigger there?
1: So I actually, before I started making money on OnlyFans, I was already doing OnlyFans, but I wasn't making that much money on there. I had a friend who helped me out and like, basically told me what I was doing wrong and told me how I could make more money. So I was used to living on a very, very small amount of money every month, like barely scraping by. So when I just quadrupled my income in a month, I didn't know what to do with it. So I was just saving it. And then I realized like, it's not that hard to just Save my money. And I did have a little bit of a lifestyle creep. Like for a minute, like I went and bought a Tesla and (laughs) I did go on a few vacations, but I still managed to save like a lot of money Mm -hmm. and I was able to buy this house and still like I'm going to use my own money to do all of the renovations as well. So. I'm just thankful that I didn't let the lifestyle creep creep way too high, you know?
2: (laughs) So it was the fact that you were already kind of living on this smaller budget, Mm -hmm. but I guess that, you know, there's a little bit of lifestyle creep, but I guess like, was it that conversation with your boyfriend that kind of gave you the goal of, okay, let's make sure we put this money to use, or were you just stashing and saying, we'll figure out what to do with it later?
1: I was pretty much just stashing it, saying, I'll figure out what to do with it later. Like I knew if I just saved, then I would just have the money saved, but then once he started talking about like the multifamily investing and Grant Cardone and all this stuff. And I started looking into real estate that gave me a bigger like reason to actually start saving more, you know,
2: Yeah. one more comment on that. Right. I think that for a lot of people, they think that they can save their way to big wealth right? that they can save their way to massive. Wealth. I
1: did. I did at first. I was just like, oh, I'm just going to hoard this and have one hundred thousand dollars for when I retire.
2: Right. But it's like <laughs> you got to put it to work in some yeah. way. Right. And like for people Grant Cardone actually talks about this a lot too, right? Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad Poor Dad. It's like you can cut out the $5 that you spend a day going to Starbucks and save however much money that is per month, or you can figure out how to quadruple your income. And then you don't have to worry about spending $5 in the latte. So for the rookies, for those of you that are listening, obviously controlling your expenses is super important. Mm -hmm. And living beneath your means is super important. But focusing on exploding your income is even more important because that's what's really going to give you the leverage. When I was working my W-2 job, it wasn't until I started really seeing gains in that way, right, where my income was going up and up every year that we finally had enough money left over to start really aggressively investing in the property. So you got to attack both sides, right? You got to save and you got to focus on the income.
1: Right. Especially at first, you know, even if you are just saving and you don't have a purpose, that's okay. It's better than not saving, you know, Mm -hmm. but- Definitely. I feel like real estate is the number one easiest way to, I guess the safest way to invest. You know what I mean? So that's why I always preach to everybody like, get into real estate instead of like any other investments, you know?
0: Yeah. Cause you have more control over exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So going back to doing your OnlyFans and, and saving your money, how long were you doing that before you started investing in real estate?
1: So I just, since I just bought the property two months ago closed a month ago yeah closed a month ago i guess i was saving for probably a year and a half maybe i think i kept telling myself yeah i'm gonna buy an investment property but you know it's like the analysis paralysis thing but then i started doing this program called 75 hard where it's like 75 days of mental toughness and that's when i decided to just say I'm just buying a property. Like, screw it. I'm not waiting any longer. Like, (laughs) these numbers seem good. Like, even if they don't work out perfect, I don't care. I'm just doing it. Like, I just need to get in the game. So,
0: yeah. And doing your OnlyFans, that's like a business for you, right? So, you've learned how to run a business. You do your marketing, you took constructive criticism to triple your income. Mm -hmm. So, how do you think that's going to help you with your real estate business is having that entrepreneurial spirit already? That's a good question
1: because I feel like OnlyFans is definitely a lot different. Because I don't want to say it's easy, it is mentally somewhat exhausting, but it's easier because it's just me selling myself and I already had a fan base. So a lot of women will ask me for help and I give them all the pointers that I can, but. I can't lie, I kind of had it easy because I already had a fan base. So (laughs) I didn't have to like start from the ground up. But there are girls I know that make more money than me that have less of a following that started from the ground up. So it's not like it's impossible, you know? You just,
0: you literally just have to work hard. That's all it is. And that's what I'm trying to get at is that you have that endurance. You Mm -hmm. have that. Like you took action, you set your mind to do it. You're, I mean, we're going to have you back on in a couple of years and see where you grow. Hopefully I'll have like a hundred properties. Yeah.
2: But I think what you're getting at too, Ash, right? Is that like skills translate. And we're yeah. talking about this in one of our other recordings as well. It's like, there are so many people who develop these skills in their worlds and their lives outside of real estate investing, not realizing how those habits, how mm-hmm. those abilities, how those character traits can translate in a positive way into real estate investing. Yep. So if you've already built this successful business, you've already practiced the financial discipline, like all of those things are gonna translate mm-hmm. into the investing side as well. Yeah,
1: I think that's definitely important too, the financial discipline thing. Cause like I said, I started getting the lifestyle creep and then I was like, Nope. Nope, not yeah. doing that. Like <laughs> I need to calm down. Like I'm gonna wait until I actually like for real have like Lots of properties and millions before yeah. I start well, doing all that crazy.
2: Stuff. L- let's touch on that a little bit too, right? Because for a lot of rookie investors, they're looking at the people around them and you know, you've heard the saying, like you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm. And for a lot of people, your five average, they're probably not real estate investors, right? Oh. For for most people. And when they hear that hey, I want to buy this rental property or, hey, I want to go do this thing in real estate investing. They kind of look at you like you're crazy. Like, were you seeing any of that from people that you know, whether friends, family, other people in the industry that you work in?
1: Yeah, pretty much uh, everybody that I know. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So I started following. One thing that really helped me was I started like following you guys and following more real estate investors. So even though in real life, I wasn't surrounding myself with those people, it's almost the same thing because we spend a lot of time on social media. So you really have to follow the right people. Like I muted a lot of people that you know their content wasn't serving me anymore, and I started following people who were going to lift me up and motivate me to do better. So, but yeah, as far as in real life, it was my parents like support me with everything I do. So they kind of didn't try to talk me out of it, but they were like, "Well, just be careful," you know, because like they don't know anything about real estate yeah. investing. So they were just like, "You know, be careful. I don't know that property doesn't look so good or whatever." And I'm just like, "Trust me, please. Like I promise. Like I promise, it's gonna be okay."
2: So, I guess one quick plug, right? For those of you that are watching that are listening, Brent's talking about the importance of community. If you're not in the Real Estate Rookie Facebook group, there's what, like 30,000 plus people in there. Yeah. It is literally one of the most active, one of the most engaged real estate Facebook groups that I've been a part of. So, if you're looking for that community yourself, you haven't found it, reach out to uh, us on the Bigger Pockets Real Estate Rookie Facebook group.
0: Yeah. And also on the forums too, biggerpockets.com. Absolutely. Find a lot of people there to connect with.
1: Yeah. Not even so much as, you know, like seeing posts, inspiring and motivating yourself, but you really do make connections with people. Yeah. Like I made the connections with you guys. Yeah. And I listen to podcasts and I'll go and follow the people that I hear interview and I'll just like tag them or reach out to them. And a lot of the times they'll respond and I'll actually get to like meet them and have conversations with them online. So it's like yeah. super beneficial to constantly be learning from the podcast. And then not only that, but reaching out to the people that inspire you or that like, sparked an interest for you and you never know you could make a connection that could not just
0: benefit you but
2: change your life yeah well,
0: exactly f- first time we had talked on instagram you had done a post and tagged use the hashtag real estate rookie so mm-hmm. it came up on my feed and i loved it because you had put an offer out there about the two thousand oh, yeah. dollars you want to tell everyone about that yeah. uh
1: okay so yeah i made a post and i just said i'll give anybody who can bring me like an actually legit like you worked the numbers already and it's a good deal i'll give you two thousand dollars so obviously people are just sending me like zillow like <laughs> yeah. oh here i found this property down the street it's like five hundred thousand dollars it's like a, a shithole, and i'm like that's not what i meant like i'm sorry <laughs> thank you but never mind but so yeah i never paid anybody two thousand dollars because nobody sent me a good deal but yeah. it was worth a shot you know i was trying to get creative yeah yeah <laughs> definitely guys, right? exactly. yeah yep.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this deal. How did you choose the market that you did? So I'm actually from Columbus,
1: Ohio. I moved to Vegas seven years ago. So I wanted to get a property there first because my whole family's back home. My dad's done construction, not construction, but carpentry his whole life. So he can build a house from the ground up. So I was like, he's going to be my partner. He's going to help me do all the renovations. And then I'm going to Airbnb it, so that way I have a place to stay when I go back. Airbnb is definitely not as tough to get permits for out there, which in Vegas, it's nearly impossible. So I had a lot of reasons for doing Columbus first as my first property. So I'm trying to think of the other reasons, but... Mm. Oh, yeah, and it's cheaper. (laughs) It's not like... I mean, I did try to get, you know, more downtown area. So it was a little more expensive, but compared to Vegas, like it's like half the price. So, I was like I can get more bang for my buck on this first one, you know.
2: And was that your like the initial market that you focus on or were there other markets you potentially analyzed and landed on Columbus or was that from the jump the only one?
1: So, I actually got my real estate license out here in Vegas because I was like I'm going to use the MLS and find myself a deal. But it's way tougher out here, mm-hmm. at least in so far what I've seen than it was in Columbus. So yeah, I just found a realtor out there. I actually had was uh, interested in buying an Airbnb out there a couple years ago, and it just never worked out. so then I had him my realtor update my MLS search. Cause I was going to buy like an already done, like condo out there. And then I was like, never mind. I'm going to do the burr method. I want like a super shitty house. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: but you know, the timeline that you're following, like, I think that's, that's common for a lot of people, right? Like, even for me, for my first deal, my wife and I, we went out to Louisiana. So let me back it up. Right. I live in Southern California. We bought our first property in Louisiana, like multiple States away. And it was a very similar process where, we...
0: and it's still for sale.
2: And it's still one of them still for sale. I got one of them still for sale. So that's if anyone funny. wants to buy it, we're, we're uh, all right. Right. Side note. Right. So I don't even think I you this yet, Ashley? But as we're trying to get the house sold, yeah. we have notes coming back from these other agents saying that there's like buckling in one of the in the floors, yeah. like in the in the living room.
0: Oh, because you just had a. The tenant move out, right? So it's being out. An yeah, it was okay.
2: vacant, right? And but more and more people started commenting on this. So we had like a handyman go through. Apparently there was like a pinhole leak in the guest bathroom that seeped water into the subfloor underneath. So we just spent oh, like another like eight thousand dollars trying to repair the floor in this house. So the the house just keeps on giving. So anyway, if anyone wants to buy it, we just spent like eight thousand dollars fixing this portion of the floor. But okay, back to my point, right? Gosh, now I lost the stupid house in Louisiana. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh no, my, my point was that it took us about that same level of time, right? Mm-hmm. We started off okay, can we do it in our backyard? California's too expensive. Okay, where else can we go? I went to Louisiana because my mom and my stepdad were there, right? So it's a similar kind of story. And I think the lesson here for the rookies is that even if where you live is too expensive, don't be afraid to go somewhere else, right? You can either A, go somewhere else where it's cheaper, or B, find a strategy that works in your expensive market, right? Because yep. now we're investing in California, but we're not doing long-term rentals, we're doing Airbnbs, mm-hmm. we're doing short-term rentals, and, and we're doing well with that, right? So either go to a market where you can employ the strategy that you want, or find the strategy that works in the market that you're in. So you went with the ladder and it seems to be working out well for you.
1: Yep. That's another thing I learned from bigger pockets too was you can find ways to invest in your market. Like it doesn't matter where you live, even if you live in downtown LA, there's probably somebody that's come up with some creative way to house hack or something there and you know what I mean, it's not too expensive. So yeah, I've learned all types of ways of investing off of bigger pockets. So, yeah.
2: Well, let's let's talk about this first deal. So you, you spend some time kind of going through the MLS listings. About how long would you say you were looking? How many offers did you put in before you got that first one secured?
1: So after I decided to switch up the criteria for houses, I think I put in three offers and this that was my third offer and I got accepted and actually my second offer my realtor texted me like the next day and was like um your second offer also just got accepted and I was like <gasps> I was like uh he's like do you want both and I was like uh so I was like looking like which one's better so I just decided to go with the third one and back out of the second offer but yeah Can we,
2: let's pause now why, why not take both why not do both
1: so I know I could have figured it out but I knew that this house that I did actually end up buying needed a lot of renovations, and I'm doing it with my own money. So I just didn't want to overextend myself for the first one. Yeah. I know that, like, later on, I can find, like, people to partner with, and I could do um, different types of what's it called?
2: Like partnership structures? Or? Yeah,
1: pretty much just financing, financing. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of that word. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, but for the first one, I just want to do it all myself with all my own cash. And I was just like, uh, I don't know,
0: doing two at once seems kind of like a little bit too much for me at
2: first. So and
0: that's something we don't talk about a lot is we always talk about like growth, scaling, figuring out how to get the next deal. And mm-hmm. we don't talk about taking it at a pace that you're comfortable with yeah. too. And
2: I suffer from the other thing, like I I move too fast. Me too. Like honestly, though,
0: I feel like
1: I'm gonna be the same way. Like as soon as I get this first one done, I'm gonna be all right. I want five. (laughs) Give me five. When when
2: I got my first deals, it was almost the same exact situation. I've been submitting a bunch of offers. I get my first house. It's under contract, and then like a week later, a house that I put an offer in on like months ago Mm -hmm. finally coming back and said, "Hey, we'll take your offer." And I was like, "Well, what the heck? Like, what am I gonna do?" So I end up. That's how I ended up finding my partner. So Mm -hmm. my wife's cousin, who's my partner, like on all of our deals now. Mm -hmm. I sent him an email and said, "Hey, look at this property. We kind of been talking." He replied like five minutes later, said, I'm in. And that's how we ended up getting that second property. Now we're that's partners awesome. you know, on, on everything else. But cool. I think you're right, right? There is yeah. like a level of kind of pacing yourself and, and not overextending yourself. I'm sure my wife, Sarah, would appreciate if I did do that a little bit more. <laughs> but, you know, it's, I can't help it. So.
0: <laughs> so you purchased this property with all cash then?
1: Well, no, I did do okay. financing on it. But so I could have done it. No, actually, I couldn't have done it all cash, but I could have done most of it. All cash. But I just wanted to do the renovation with the rest of my cash. Yeah. So that's why I decided to do financing on the house. And because the numbers I worked for the ARV seemed pretty high. So I, I'm pretty sure I can refinance all, my, all of my money back out. Yeah. So that's why I decided to do financing on the house and use the cash to do the renovation. Because I'm really new, like I said. So I didn't want to have to stress out about trying to figure out how to finance the renovation. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Well, let's dive into the numbers of the house. What was the purchase price of it? One sixty, and what were they asking? They
1: were asking one thirty nine. Oh wow! Yeah, the reason why because my realtor was like, "It's underpriced. Like you should offer more." I was like, "I trust you." So they actually did the appraisal, and it it appraised for one sixty five. So he was right. Yeah, it was really undervalued. And after I fix it up, it's gonna, from what I work the numbers, be 340. Wow, so awesome. And how much
0: rehab are you gonna put into that?
1: So, since I'm Airbnb, it's gonna be more. Mm-hmm. I think for just the renovations, it's gonna be around 80,000. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, hopefully, maybe I can keep it under that. But for furnishing it and stuff like that, I'm gonna have to spend more. Hopefully, no more than (laughs) 20,000. I worked the numbers as best as I could, but like I said, I'm pretty new. So, is it a a single family house? Yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: But you have your dad. Did your dad help you kind of put together the rehab budget or did you do that on your own?
1: He was like, "Uh, What's the budget? I was like, well, you know, I'm gonna try to shoot for around eighty thousand. He was like, "Okay," and then we just uh, got some numbers for like fixing up the siding, gutters, downspout. I have to build a garage out back, and then there was the fascia we had to get redone, and all of that is already like thirty thousand. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> okay." Uh, so maybe it is gonna be more, but honestly, even if I only refinance out half of my money, like. I don't care. I'm just excited to have my first deal done, you know? They Even if I mess up, it's like, whatever.
0: It, it can be a learning experience, exactly. too. And I really like that you s- held some of your cash back mm-hmm. so that you have those reserves in place. And if you do go over budget, that you, worst case scenario, you spend that money that you were planning on spending, anyways. Yep.
1: Yeah, exactly. I definitely think that's one thing that I've learned also from bigger pockets mm-hmm. is to always have reserves, like, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. So, I'm definitely the 80,000 that I wanted to have for the renovation. I have a little more than that already, like stashed away just in case. Right. Just for anything,
0: you know, Yeah, anything could happen. And that makes you feel a lot more comfortable Mm -hmm. about getting started. So if it takes somebody even longer just to save that extra money, that's fine. You don't have to take action today. You just can't have analysis paralysis for five
1: years. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, I think
2: the other important point too, Bryn, is that you said, I don't care if it's not the perfect burr, right? I don't I don't yeah. care if I don't get all my money back. It's just about getting started. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what holds a lot of rookies back is that they're looking for that perfect deal, right? Where yep. it's got to check every single box. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it doesn't have to be perfect. And sometimes it's not going to be a home run. Like, have you met any investor that's, <laughs> retired off of their first deal. Like, right. I haven't met a single person that made so much money in their very first deal that they never had to work another day in their life. Yep. That there's going to have to be a second deal. There's going to have to be a fifth deal. There's going to have to be a thing. If they
0: deal. did make a lot, they probably had the lifestyle creep and blew it yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> they go back yeah. <laughs> but,
2: but I think that's that's an important point for the rookies, right? Is that your first deal, and we say this all the time, the, the purpose of the first deal is to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. It's to give you the confidence. It's to give you kind of like the training wheels so you can keep moving forward and journey your financial freedom. So, yep love that you said that. I love that you pointed that out. And
1: even if you do find, you know, the perfect property, you wait so long and you're like, oh, the, okay, finally I found it. The numbers are perfect. Something's probably going to go wrong and it's yeah. actually not going to be perfect. Yeah. So you might as well have
0: started two years ago. You know,
1: yeah. that's kind of how I thought yeah. about it. I was
0: like it seems good. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. You have to take action at some point. Mm -hmm. So with the the bank financing, what kind of loan did you get onto the property?
1: I did a conventional loan, uh, 20%
0: down because it was an investment property. And then just a 30-year fixed? Yep. Okay. And then you're going to go and refinance And how long? How long do you think the rehab will take? So-
1: the lender said that they would refinance me at six months after a purchase. So I'm assuming since I've already had it for a couple months, the renovation is probably going to take three, four yeah. or five months. So I feel like I can refinance right as soon as I'm done with the renovation, which is perfect timing. But even if I finished early, I could probably find another lender that would refinance me mm-hmm. right out. But if it's like one more month, I don't mind to wait if, if that lender gives me better
0: rates or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I think there's a stigma that you have to, when doing the Burr strategy, that you have to use cash or use hard money or use a line of credit or something, mm-hmm. and not go and get a conventional loan and then refinance out of that. Yeah. You want to talk about why? You, how it's not that bad. Actually yeah. doing That's
1: actually one of the things that I would always listen to David talk about and everything with like refinancing out all of your money. And I'm like, how do they refinance it all out if they had a loan? But they were he was probably talking about you know using. Not having a loan. So I just did that because I knew the numbers worked. So even if I refinance and then I had to subtract what I owed on the loan, it was still going to be the same amount of money I put into the property. So that's why I decided to do it. Less cash up front. I have the cash to do the renovation and then I'm, I'll just pull it back out at the
0: end. Right. So, so really, the only thing that's different is really just the closing costs. You're paying closing costs, but you're using a hard money lender. You may be super points, paying, right? you're paying crazy more points, than the closing yeah. costs would yeah. actually be for that hard money. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a Yeah, a hard money kind
1: of scares me like low key. I mean, I'm sure eventually I'll use it, but to start, I was like, "Mm -mm, I'm not even going near that yet.
2: (laughs) Well, and the other thing I think to kind of look into as you get close to finishing up this refinance is since you plan to use it as an Airbnb, ask your lender about a vacation home mortgage, because those that can... It might be different though because you're doing it as a refinance. I'm not sure how they would look at it in that stance, but typically they'll let you do 90% loan to value as opposed to 80% loan to value. If you're using it as a second home, yeah. since you're using it as an Airbnb, there's no long-term mortgage. You are going to stay there when you go to Columbus to visit. You should be able to qualify yeah. for a vacation home. So
0: okay, well, look into. She, if okay, so say that she went and purchased it with a vacation home mm-hmm. mortgage, get, doing the 10% down, she could still refinance in six months to that same kind of mortgage, right? Yeah, it's
2: just, I'm just not sure how it works since the original mortgage was a 20% down i don't know if they'll allow it as a i don't know i don't know
0: oh but i'm saying like if she would have done that from the start oh though, yeah she from could the have, jump, okay for sure okay. yeah That's so had I your see. first
2: mortgage been the vacation yeah. home mortgage you definitely could have just like refinanced it again at yeah the same well, i
0: wonder mortgage. why <laughs>
1: my lender didn't say any of me that because i told him i was like yeah you know i'll be staying in it sometimes when i come back yeah. or whatever but different
2: know. Lind- you know it depends on who you talk to right and this mm-hmm. is a really good point i'm glad you brought that up right because it's important to talk to a few different lenders and just tell them what it is that you're looking to do and then see what feedback they have for you right like yeah. you shared your story all the time about how you shared what you were looking to do and they gave you like a really cool like yeah, tell, tell a, that story a really 90
0: cool. day unsecured loan i just i was there closing on a, a line of credit mm-hmm. and i said you know i've been looking at this deal gave them a bigger pockets calculator report and said what how can can i buy this what do you have so he gave me a 90 day unsecured loan no collateral to go and purchase this property in cash. And then the as soon as I closed, I went and refinanced with this bank and paid off the short-term loan they gave me and mm-hmm. put on long-term fixed financing. Dang. And I never would have even known that was an option yeah, at all. I, I wouldn't have asked for that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even, I've never
1: heard of that. So yeah. that's cool.
2: How many lenders did you talk to before you bought that one. So
1: I just went with who my realtor sent, <laughs> sent to me. I'm not going to lie.
2: Yeah. But and again, for the first deal, works, yeah. right. There's nothing wrong with that. But I yeah. think that's the lesson to learn as you go into the next ones is, okay, can I shop around to a few different Absolutely. people? Can I have a few different relationships? So I think in in each market that, we, that we're in, we have like at least two go-to lenders that we kind of work with mainly. Yeah. And as you as you kind of get more mature in the business process, you start developing those relationships. But I, I think that's a lesson for those that are listening is to shop around to see what Or who can give you the best loan terms based on what it is you're trying to and do. And
0: all you have to do is go on the websites of the banks and get their email addresses and then copy and paste the same exact email <laughs> yeah. to 10 different lenders and say, hey, this is what I'm looking to do. Exactly. What kind of options do you have? Anytime I purchase a property, I send it out to like the four lenders I use and said, this is what I'm looking at buying. What can you offer me? What's the current interest rate? What mm-hmm. do the, the terms be? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and- that's definitely a good a good tip. And you know,
1: I definitely know that moving forward, I'm going to do that. I'm going to ask more lenders. But, I I mean the rate he gave me was good so i was like
2: oh, what was the interest yeah. rate here 3.5 that's great yeah
1: so yeah. i was like i'm that's not solid. mad about it that seems fair
0: yeah <laughs> especially and because it's a investment property so and if your realtor recommended this person yeah. and Probably. he's an investor
1: himself so yeah. that's why i trusted right. him you know he has yeah. multiple properties himself so I was like,
2: can, can we talk about that so how do you find this investor friendly realtor right that's like every new rookie <laughs> investor's dream is to yeah. find that investor that has the relationships and invest themselves so how did you connect with that person
1: so like i said i was back in ohio i think a couple years ago when i was just trying to find like an already done like nice property to buy and i I literally was just on Zillow and I like found a property. I was like, "Ooh, I like that. And it was like contact Zillow agent or whatever. So they like set me up with this guy and I didn't even know he was really an investor until like we were talking. He was like, yeah, I own a few of my own properties. I was like, Oh, that's cool and then yeah so i guess i found him from zillow <laughs> i got lucky honestly
2: i think you're the first person that we've ever interviewed that said that they've found their agent through zillow like yeah. usually it's like oh bigger pockets yeah, forms like that right. was before
1: yeah. i had discovered bigger pockets or else obviously i probably would have found but, him from but
2: I, I think it's cool because you show that it works mm-hmm. right it's like as long as you guys kind of have that relationship and, and it works then who cares where, where you find them from so yeah. now we've got another another resource to, to give to rookies it's yeah. good mm-hmm. That's rentredi.com and use the code BP Investor. That's BP like bigger pockets investor for six months of rent ready for only
4: $1. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Find out how much at airbnb.com
5: slash host. Whether you need to buy or sell or you're just obsessed with looking at homes for sale, Redfin's got you covered.
0: So Bryn, what's next after this deal? What are you going to go after next? So I think after
1: this one, I want to try to find a place in Mexico because I love going there. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to buy properties and places that I go to, you know, to right. short-term then you can rentals. Use a <laughs> <market>. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm not, you know, having that lifestyle creep, having to find a place to stay. I just already yeah. have a property. Right. But yeah, I think Mexico next, and then I also want to do some deals in Vegas because. Mm-hmm. Even though it seems harder or more expensive, I know I can make it work. So it's going to be a challenge, you know?
0: And that's the mindset to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go after it.
2: Before we move off of this deal, just because there's also the construction portion. So is your dad managing that? part of the project for you or do you actually have a general contractor like how are you doing this from living in vegas and the properties <laughs> all the way in, in columbus so
1: i'm actually gonna move there and live in this house while i'm renovating it really? so and i keep forgetting it doesn't even have air conditioning yet so that's gonna be great when i get out there on <laughs> sunday i'm gonna have to hurry up and try to find somebody to put an air conditioning unit on it but luckily it has what's it called the vents all throughout already so oh. i just literally have to get a unit but Yeah, my dad is just going to help me. Like, we're just going to be hands on ourselves. But I think I will probably contact some contractors when I get out there just to get quotes and see what they're saying about all the stuff we're doing. And if it's fair price, I might hire them to, you know, work on this bathroom while we're doing the kitchen or whatever so I can get it done faster. You know, if the price is right, I'm not opposed to hiring people. But I just I just know that, you know, it's me and my dad to start and then Go from there, sure. I guess. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so what's the plan with your primary residence here in Vegas while you're out there? Are you guys gonna like rent that out to other people or what's
1: so actually Mason's staying behind and he's gonna still that's my boyfriend. He's gonna live in our house and we actually just had a roommate move in because we have a three bedroom house and we only occupy a one room. So we had a roommate move in, so I guess it's like kind of house hacking. It's definitely
3: <laughs> that's a, yeah, house that's hacking. Like house <laughs> so
1: hacking. <laughs> yeah, I was like honestly, I never really wanted a roommate. And I always said when I bought the house, I'm never gonna have roommates ever again because i was like over it but he's super cool he's like literally the best roommate ever yeah he's like a professional chef so he's always cooking food he's like want to try i'm like hell (laughs) yeah but um yeah so he's gonna be staying there renting out one of our rooms and then mason's gonna be there and yeah so they're gonna man the fort for me
2: yeah can we we touch on that a little bit right so it it definitely is a house hack right like what you're doing is like Mm -hmm. the definition of a Mm -hmm. house hack so how did you guys find that roommate was it just like facebook groups asking around so
1: he's actually just one of my my friends and he was trying to move out of the place that he was currently in and he was just like hey you remember that one time when you said i could rent your room for 400 bucks well can i still do that i was like why not even though i like didn't want a roommate i was like you know what who cares i'm just gonna try it and see how it goes and it's been great he's been cool like so yeah
2: beautiful
0: with doing OnlyFans too, you can probably do that from wherever.
1: Yeah, exactly. Not, that's yeah. definitely why OnlyFans is so awesome because you can yeah. literally live anywhere and mm. do it, like, like, and
0: go to Mexico <laughs> at your house. <laughs> and <laughs> actually, <laughs> it's
1: cool because those can be write offs, you know, because it's like a business trip. Right? I'm working, I have to yeah. create content from new places. So mm. that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And before we uh, transition yeah. off of this property or after this deal, Do you think social media and having a following has helped you, not even for real estate and investing, but just in general, like you had said, you had a following before you even did OnlyFans. Do you want to give some social media advice for people who are trying to either get their real estate business out there or to get investors or anything like that? Because I mean, you do have a great social media.
1: So I started building my social media probably 10 years ago when I was getting into modeling and Instagram was a lot easier to work back then because the explore page now is like tailored to you as your own personal explore page. But back in my day when I first started, it was like if you got on the explore page, every single person on Instagram saw your photo. So it was way easier to build back then. It is a lot tougher now. But I would say if you are trying to build on social media, TikTok is honestly the easiest way to build because the algorithm on there is just, it's just so much easier to build a following. Like I just had a video two days ago. It was like the dumbest video ever and it went viral and it has like 1.3 million views and it got me like 4,000 Instagram followers from TikTok. So it's crazy. Like Instagram for me, at least personally, is kind of hard for me to understand. So that's why I always just tell anybody if, you want to start getting more social media followers, go on TikTok. Even though it's mostly just 16 year olds dancing, there is, you know, other ways to <laughs> to build your network on there. So that's my suggestion.
2: Should we take us to the, to the mindset segment? Yeah. yeah. So we talk about this with every single guest, right? Where we want to kind of get into the psyche of Brynn a little bit. If you think about all of the assumptions that you had about becoming a real estate investor, about buying that first property, all these kind of fears that you had swirling around in your mind, which of those turned out to not be true?
3: Hmm.
1: To not be true. I think that a lot of the times I hear that you have to put in like a hundred offers to get accepted and it takes forever, but I put in three offers and two of mine got accepted. So I don't know. (laughs) I, I guess that would be the only thing, but that's not really like, a mindset thing. I'm not sure. That's a tough one.
2: Like, uh, let's go back to the analysis paralysis piece, right? Like you said, it was a year and a half. What was holding you back for those 18? That
1: was definitely just my own self-limiting beliefs and just being just scared in general, or like not working the numbers right. But I mean, if you just plug in the numbers on bigger pockets, or you don't even have to use bigger pockets. If you just plug in the numbers and figure it out, it's really not as complicated as it seems. And like I said, even if it's not perfect or even if you do mess up, that's probably gonna happen anyways, no matter what, every time. So not every time, but on your first time.
0: So And there's so many ways to verify numbers mm-hmm. too. So Bigger Pockets has the rent estimator tool. You can go yeah. in and see what apartments are for renting for for a two bed, one bath right on there and you can pull up the property taxes. Yep. You can get a call you can call and get a quote on landscaping. I mean there's so many things that you can verify so that your numbers are even accurate, but it just takes work.
1: Yeah, exactly. Putting in
0: that, that effort to to analyze the deal. And that
1: was another thing that was holding me back too is I wasn't really analyzing deals. But then once I started to, I was like okay now that i have the hang of it it's not as complicated because when yeah. you first go to the bigger pockets calculator and you start plugging the numbers you're like i don't know what that means i don't know what that <laughs> means i don't know what that means i don't know how to find that i don't know how to do this what does that mean but yeah. then once you do like even just like five it's like you get quicker and then yeah. you start realizing it's not as crazy as it really or as it seems you know i
2: still vividly remember like my first time opening up the bigger pockets calculator and you're right it's like almost intimidating that yeah. first time right like I, I got my first deal in october of 2019 and i started looking at deals like a year before that so i'm not not that far removed from having that same kind of rookie mindset. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the more that you do, right? You do you analyze five deals and ten deals and a hundred deals, and by that point you're like knocking yep. everything out. It's right? just like
1: with everything in life, anything you do, you just have to start and you have to, mm-hmm. it's the repetition, you know what I mean? The consistency. You have yeah. to be consistent and keep doing stuff, or you're not gonna get better at it. Right. So real estate's just the exact
0: same thing, you know. I think for my first deal, well, I definitely didn't know where bigger pockets was then, and I'm pretty sure it was just pen and paper, like this is the income, and these are the expenses, and yep. this is what the mortgage AV and this is the cash flow. Mm-hmm. That's a li- literally all I knew about was cash flow to look that it would cash flow. I didn't know ROI. I didn't know a cash and cash return. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any of those, the 2% rule, none mm-hmm. of that. And pen and paper worked, yep. and, you know. Still got it <laughs> yeah. still got it done. The old fashioned way still yeah. works today. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> cool. So that's mindset, you want to hit the uh, request line? Yeah. All right, Brent, are you ready for today's question?
1: I'm ready.
3: Hello. I'm a rookie investor calling out of Columbus, Ohio. My name is William Banks. I'm calling because I'm a rookie investor and uh, I actually just closed on my second duplex. I'm calling to see what would be my next step that I want to take to acquire my next doors. Uh, I'm Really interested in multi family investing small multi families between two to four units uh I started off with stocks, so I have a nice brokerage account about six figures in it, but I didn't want to liquidate my positions. I just wanted to know if there was any uh, more ways that I could get financing so I could continue down this journey to purchase more properties. Thanks,
1: I would say. Go with financing if the numbers work out, if he's doing like a burr type method where he's going to refinance out, if you can get the after repair value to be enough, you know, after you subtract what you still owe for your financing, then I would do it. That way you don't have to liquidate your stocks because- I mean, your stocks might grow a little bit more, you know, in the next year or so, but then again, they might not, I don't know. I would say do the financing. Come on, Brynn, give us a prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft went up three points. Yeah. <laughs> Microsoft went down three points.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that's a, that's a good piece of advice, right, is if you've got a specific set of capital that you want to keep recycling, the bird method is the best way to do that. Like, we're in the middle of a 1031 exchange, right, we sold one of our properties in joshua tree and you have a limited amount of time to identify the property before you get hit with taxes we're like six days away and we're like scrambling to try and figure out what that property is so for us the importance isn't so much being able to recycle that capital it's just putting it into a property so we don't have to pay taxes on it so everyone's situation is going to be a little bit different but yeah i think i agree with you for william's situation i think getting the the burn kind of recycling that makes ton of sense yeah cool
0: Well, Brynn, thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find out some more information about you and reach out to you? So
1: my, all of my social media handles are the same. It's just my first name, Brynn, and then Amberly. So I don't know if you guys want to spell it or if you want me to spell it. Go ahead. Okay. So B-R-I-N-A-M as in man, B-E-R-L-E-E.
0: And And then what about your investor one?
1: Oh, yeah. So I did just start a little baby account. It's called uh, the Sweatpants Investor because I love wearing sweatpants. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in them every single day. So that's my other social media. Well, actually, it's just on Instagram. So if you want to follow on there, I'm going to be posting all of my investment stuff on that account
0: yeah i can't wait to watch the rehab you're gonna have to do time lapses no, and, i'm so yeah, excited i'm trying reals. to
1: you know Brittany arneson i'm trying to go yeah. diy like her you yeah. know she's like my role model
2: we'll call you investor girl britain instead of investor yes. girl
1: be like, wow
0: you really stole my name like <laughs> she will love it though she would love it Well, thank you so much. Brynn actually joined us at the pool party yesterday, and I'm so glad she decided to show up today after seeing the rookie (laughs) co-host in the wild. I was actually
1: going to say, when you said you guys were hungover this morning, I was like, wow, I wish my hangovers were that smooth. That's literally why I quit drinking, because my hangovers were not like that. Like I would be in bed till 8 p.m.
0: the next day. You guys did very good. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, and we love your story, and we I love your mindset stuff that you post on social media too. And so it was awesome to to meet you in person and have you on the show. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. I'm Ashley at Wealth From Rentals and he's Tony at Tony J. Robinson on Instagram. And we'll be back on Saturday with a rookie reply.